So that's one uh, short thought for today. Uh, we hear an awful lot about prayer, and rightly so. We, when we come to Mass, Mass should be an experience of prayer, uh, but then Mass shouldn't be our only time with the Lord, or our only encounter with the Lord. Uh, our time with the Lord, our encounter with the Lord, uh, is from, our, from the perspective of quantity, should be much, much, much greater than our time spent at Mass. So the time spent at Mass is, for most people, um, who practice maybe once a week, so 45 minutes a week. Uh, that's not enough to maintain a relationship. So quanti- from the perspective of quantity, prayer is what carries us each day, whereas Mass, once a week. Maybe, maybe more often, obviously, for, for us here in Holy Family, uh, we have the uh, chance of getting Mass daily. But generally speaking, uh, our, our daily walk with the Lord is actually in our prayer lives. Okay, so this is something I think that isn't really delved into quite enough, the, the, the importance of a prayer life, the importance of a regular prayer life, the importance of a daily prayer life. And I think the term prayer these days has become very nebulous, it's very broad. It kind of means everything and nothing. It doesn't mean prayer. It's just when one gets in contact with the divine energy out there. So you genuflect every time you pass a plug socket, or you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it, it's, it's, it means everything and nothing, you know. And if, if so, if we're not very concrete, but what prayer means, well, especially for dare I say, especially for us as men, if it's not concrete, we don't understand it. And if we don't understand it, we don't do it. So unless it means something tangible and concrete, it's not going to happen for us anyway. So it's very, very important that we get this, this a, a, a clear and simple understanding of prayer so, so that we can do it, so that we can live it, so that it nourishes us on a daily basis. Okay, otherwise our, our walk with the Lord it's going, to be, it's going to be really stuttered and stammered and a bit of a walk on a Sunday. And then, but sure, that, like, how long does that, that, if the Sunday celebration does lift you up somewhat, how long will that last? Maybe a day, if we're honest. Maybe not even till the car park uh, while the kids are screaming at you and you can't find the keys and they're all, was I good at Mass? I want an ice cream on the way home. Would you be quiet? Just get into the car. Stop disgracing us. Do you know, it, it's just, yeah. So, the daily walk with the Lord, the prayer life. Okay, so I'll cut to the chase. Um, St. Francis de Sales is just, is just a, a, a genius at, at summarizing these things. Uh, so he says about prayer. Prayer opens the understanding to the brightness of divine light and the will to the warmth of heavenly love. So the understanding is the intellect. So he's, he's describing the effect that prayer has on our intellect, so our mind, our understanding. Right? It's a, he says, it opens our understanding, our intellect, to the brightness of divine light. Okay, so the intellect, what I know. Now the will is what I choose to do, because I might know something is stupid, I might know smoking is harmful and terrible, awful, dirty habit. I might know that, but I still might want to do it. So I still might choose to do it, even though I know it's bad. Okay, so intellect and will. So the, opens our intellect to the brightness of divine light, and then our will to the warmth of heavenly love. Nothing can so effectually purify the mind from its many ignorances and the will from its perverse affections. Okay, so nothing more effectively helps us to see the truth than prayer, that helps us to choose the truth than prayer. So the importance of prayer. Prayer. 
Okay? Um, he goes on. But especially, I command earnest, I commend, so I recommend earnestly mental prayer to you. More particularly, such as bears, such as reflects, I'm, I'm par slightly paraphrasing here, his English is beautiful, even though he didn't write in English, but uh, his, it's uh, so. I especially recommend earnestly mental prayer to you because it reflects upon the life and passion of our Lord. If you contemplate him frequently in meditation, your whole soul will be lifted up to him. You will grow in his likeness and your actions will be molded on his. Okay, so the more we enter into this mental prayer thing, the more our intellect becomes inspired, the more our will becomes warmed, the more we, we, we recognize the good, the more we choose the good, the more we, we become like Jesus. Okay, this is fairly important stuff. This prayer thing, this mental prayer thing. If we get this right, the consequences are fantastic. They really are. And as I say, because it's not a liturgy, this kind of prayer can be done anywhere, at any time. So it can be done while driving, it can be done while cleaning, while washing, it can be done while you're in the shower, you can still be praying and thank you the Lord, you know, you can enter this into, into form of prayer at all times. No time of the day is wasted at all times. It's like, it's like leaving a WhatsApp vocal message. You can do it practically anywhere, you know? So you can contact the Lord at any point. So my, what I wanted to get, get to today is uh, one point that he makes about entering into mental prayer. Um, I think this is key because I think if we miss this first step, the rest doesn't really fall into place. Because as I say, when we, when we hear about prayer or talk about prayer, it seems so kind of, I don't know, mystical or, or, or broad or unpractical, so not practical, that how do you start? Okay, so I think we'll quote St. Francis and then we'll um, try and translate it to our own lives. So begin all prayer, whether mental or vocal, by an act of the presence of God. Right, by an act of the presence of God. If you observe this rule strictly, you will soon see how useful it is. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at, very briefly. It is brief, honestly. Trust me, I promise. Uh, so, you begin your prayer with an act of the presence of God. Now, how does that work? Hopefully, at some time in your life, in your past, hopefully, you've had the experience of of prayer. Hopefully you've had the experience of a, 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 uni a unity with, with God or a connection with God that maybe didn't happen elsewhere. Maybe it was during a pilgrimage. Maybe it was, you know, with, with your grandmother, grandfather at home and you were praying and you just, even you might remember that as a child, you just got this kind of divine light just kind of shone into your heart and you just really felt loved by God or wanted by God. You felt known by God. Uh, it might have been a moment in a, in a pilgrimage where you just really felt, you know, you were Medjugorje or something and you just really Prayer was just so easy, and you were just sitting there in front of the Blessed Sacrament thinking, this is real. And he knows me, and he sees me. Do you know, there might, be just a, there might have been a moment, hopefully multiple moments. If there hasn't been any moment, then we're going to make, up, we're going to make one up. Okay? So hopefully there was a moment where they had, you had a real connection in prayer. Now, I would recommend that when you start prayer, that's where you go. So, you know, the way, like in, in, in schools, uh, it became, I don't know when this became, uh, kind of a, 
habit, but to have a sacred space. I, I don't think it was the case in the 90s, but it seems to have come along. So you have a table or something where you have your sacred space, your cross, your statue of Our Lady, whatever it is, a sacred space. I think we need to have a sacred space in our heads. We need to have a sacred space in our minds. Okay? So that means that when you go to pray, that's where you go immediately. So it, 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 you don't need to be in a church. You don't need to be, you don't need to even have images, pictures, statues, candles, anything in front of you. That's where you go in your head immediately. So uh, it can be anything. It can be maybe for myself, like I, I don't go to a particular place. I, I go to the foot of the cross. Like that's where I, if I'm praying with someone or praying for someone, that's where I go. So I imagine myself kneeling down in front of, at, at the base of Jesus' cross. So his, his feet are about there and he's, he's dripping blood. He's dripping blood. And as you look up, you see him, I see him, gaze down on me. And then from in that atmosphere, in that, in that place of, of, of prayer, in that place of sacrifice, that's where then I pray for the person beside me, the person who, who's looking for, for guidance or whatever it may be. That's where I go. That's where I go in my head. So Lord, I, then I say, so Lord, I bring you this. I bring you Rebecca. We pray for her and her intentions and her family. And then united with the Lord, we continue to, to pray for this person or their intentions or their needs. Okay, but that's where I go. That's how just to enter, and then you just enter into this mental prayer very quickly. That's my go-to place. So it doesn't necessarily have to have been a, a, a physical place, a real place, where you actually had an experience of prayer. You can choose one. You can choose one. Where do you best relate to the Lord? Uh, is it his Sermon on the Mount when he's 32, 33 years of age, and, uh, you know, in this atmosphere of everybody actually loving him and everyone is hanging on, on his words at that point so you know is, do you like kind of being in the crowd and yet the lord sees you and his gaze rests on you as well uh, and it's there's such a just a joyful atmosphere who knows whatever works for you but i would strongly strongly recommend choose something choose something is it christmas jesus born in the crib and mary and saint joseph there and just the simplicity of the crib and the sights, sounds, and smells of a shed. And, uh, and maybe that's where you can just kind of sit down there at the, at the side of the crib and gaze in on little baby Gisolino. Uh, and he's there with his little goo goo gagas and, and the whole lot. And maybe that's where you pray best. Or maybe it's, you know, recognizing Jesus in his glory in heaven. And maybe there, you know, your soul can f sort of fly there and seeing his glory in that atmosphere, then you pray for yourself, you pray for, for those in need. The point is, though, you create within your own mind, within your own soul, maybe, maybe it's more than just an imagination, you create, create within your own heart a place where you can pray. And then as soon as you have to, or as soon as you should pray for someone, that's where you go. You just go there, you just go there, so then you're there, you're there, you're there in your mind. And so you see the Lord, you see how he looks, you feel maybe like is the place where you are is it, is it warm is it cold if you're on the, at the sermon of the mount it's probably a warm there's a warm gentle breeze if you're at the foot of the cross it's probably going to be that bit kind of chilly and uncomfortable and yet and yet there's such a a, a depth uh, such a, a a power in this in this moment you know whatever it is it, it doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone but it's something that speaks to you and allows you to get into prayer quickly just go there just close your eyes and you're there now if, if your prayer starts with that 
okay? This is your, your mental prayer. It, this unites you to God, and that's ultimately like the, the simplest working definition of prayer. It you should unite you to God. So the rosary, if it's ripped through at light speed, maybe it didn't even unite you to God at all. So maybe that really wasn't prayer. That was just rabbiting words. Whereas the same prayer slowed down and contemplated unites you to God. Then that's, that's prayer. But maybe even just sitting in silence in your own bedroom, your own living room, just for a second when the kids are all gone to school and, and most of the, the housework is done and just, well, that, that never happens, uh, the necessary housework is done and you can just sit in silence for a second and you just immerse yourself in the Lord in that place of prayer, that sacred space and you entrust to him those who are in need, your family, your kids, whatever it is. But you see how, how beneficial that will be when you're driving, you can do it. Just try to keep your eyes open. Um, you just enter into this place of prayer. And it can be done anywhere at any time. On one hand, it's so simple, but it means that you are choosing to prayer. You are choosing to pray, as opposed to first here in Holy Family. The fact that we have a prayer program means that there's a, a danger or a temptation that we can let prayer happen around us. Everyone else is praying. And I'm kind of sitting there going, well, they all seem to know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So I just kind of sit here and let them do their thing. And I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> do you know what Jennifer like to go for a walk around the house, come back, sit down again? Yep, still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, and then you become a spectator during prayer. And this can happen to anyone. Um, Instead, though, if, if, I, if I deliberately choose, oh Lord, I want to make this prayer effective. I want to make this prayer time useful. And so I enter into my sacred space, into this place of unity with the Lord. And that's where I bring my intentions, my prayers, my needs. That's where also, if you're attentive, that's where you'll hear him speak in, that, in the silence of those moments. We could explain more about it, but to be honest, I don't really want to. I think it's better that you experience it for yourself. You don't need to know what someone else's experiences were. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Give it a shot. Try it. Like, you know, spend a bit of time in prayer and say, Lord, where, where do I best relate to you? Where do I best connect with you? What best unites me to you? There may be a memory. If so, great, use that. If there's no, if you haven't had an experience like that, good. Come up with one. How do you best relate to the Lord? As a child, as a teenager, as a preacher and teacher on the cross, in his glory? It might even be that you relate best to God through Our Lady. That can happen too. We're sitting on her lap, talking about Jesus, or maybe her pointing things out. That's how you best relate to God. Good, if that works. There's no one way of doing this. As long as it unites you to God, then, then it's good. Then it's fine. And then I think we'll see our prayer lives uh, deepen, deepen, not just exist, but actually improve, actually improve. Begin all prayer, whether mental or vocal, by an act of the presence of God. If you observe this rule strictly, you will soon see how useful it is, since, says St. Francis de Sales. So we ask, 
the Lord today to, to guide us in this school of prayer, the school of love, that we might learn that prayer isn't just the, the, the words that we say, isn't just what is happening on the outside, but it's what's happening inside. It's an internal reality. Lord, that we might use this, this tool of mental prayer, this, this uh, faculty of the soul, this, this, imag- this, this imagination that, that, that God has given us the, the gift of using to help us to pray more deeply and to unite our hearts to yours. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, Thank you so much for for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, If these have helped you in some way, if they have blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless